Hello, beauties. Welcome to Rebels on Purpose, a truth-telling podcast where we explore what it means to live boldly with purpose, on purpose. Through real conversations, we anchor radical curiosity, awareness, and love as fundamental tenets of our lives. We commit to relentlessly calling ourselves and one another up through presence, openness, and saying what needs to be said. This show is our way of calling a modern day circle where we focus on freedom, truth, joy, and the celebration of being fully alive. Please join me, Lindsay Nazan, and my bestie, Jamie Matiasen, as we explore the fruits revealed to us through a devoted practice of soul inquiry as we journey towards our sacred responsibility. Hey, Rebel Pack, welcome to our mini pod where we share minspirations, snippets, and stories about real-time life experience, where bite-sized moments of mundane lead to transformation. Our hope is that these chats offer you a lighter, more practical approach to spiritual work to showcase that small and powerful awakenings can happen even in the ordinary moments of everyday life. We hope you enjoy the show. All right. So this last week has been very illuminating for me. I uh, decided to embark on a project that literally I've been spinning around on my whole life is what it feels like. And so about three weeks ago or a month ago, I decided I wanted to watch some uplifting Netflix content (laughs) as opposed to like the darkest of the dark, which it tends to be what I will choose. And so I decided after I finished watching the Blue Zones show, which was great, I the like, you know, how you watch a show and then it shows you like, what do you watch now based on what you just watched? So they were showing me all these like positive, healthy shows. And one of the shows that popped up on there was Marie Kondo's uh, Tidying Up type of it's like a reality yeah. series. So anyway, I can't believe I clicked on it because I have always poo-pooed Marie Kondo like for years and years. I was always like, oh, I don't know. She, this woman, she's like hoity-toity. I was just so, I was so in denial about it because I do, I didn't believe that I could live like that. I was just like tidying up is just not my thing. I'm not, I'm never going to get there. So I, I think like subconsciously I was pushing it away. So anyway, I clicked on it and I started watching the show and I ended up binging uh-huh like eight episodes or something in the next two weeks. And I just was watching it and I was crying in every episode and being completely moved by these experiences of people cleaning their houses. (laughs) And I just thought, okay, well, there's something to this. And then I found myself taking notes. I was like writing down little tidbits of things that I was taking away from the episodes. And I thought, okay, there's some work to do here. And So in her little breakdown of the way that she helps people tidy up, which is what she calls it, she starts with clothing. (laughs) And of course, because so much of what we hold on to comes in, especially for women, I think, but maybe men too, but like in our closets, right? So I have constantly battled my closet since I was a little kid. And I've always had too many clothes and I never get rid of anything. And when my mom passed away five years ago, I recognized myself as my mother because my mom had clothing that she wore in high school in her closet. And my mom was 74 when she passed away. So I was like, okay, this is one of those times when you're like, I love you, mom, but I don't want to be like you when I'm 74. Yeah. 
I really want to clean my closet out. And, you know, poor Ari's closet is in two different places in our house because there's no room for him to be in the walk-in closet in our bedroom because it's full of my stuff. So I just got really inspired and I said, you know, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to clean my closet out and I'm going to do it the way she recommends. And the reason that I think I was motivated to do it was because she talks about moving from the heart Mm -hmm. and she uses it like a form of meditation, which completely speaks to me and how I like to live my life. And so when she was working with these people in the show, it was like, take the item, hold it to your heart. If it sparks joy, you keep it if you want. If it doesn't spark joy, it needs to go and you thank it and have reverence for it being in your life or whatever it was. And then off it goes. And that just landed for me in this different way. And I mean, Jamie, you can attest, you have helped me with my garage saga over the years. And you know how hard it is for me to let go of things. Like I can, I can come up with 25 reasons why I should keep the thing. Right. (laughs) Even though none of those reasons necessarily are, are heartfelt reasons, you know, they are coming from a heart string but not necessarily from the healthiest part, right? Not from joy always. So one of the things that she, the first thing she makes you do is you have to pull your clothing out of your closet, every single item of clothing, and you put it on your bed. And so if I'm brave enough, I might share the photo with y'all and put it up on our Rebel Pack page, but it was three feet high and took up my entire king size bed. And when Kimber jumped up on top of it, she looked tiny and Kimber is not tiny. Kimber is a big dog now, Uh, but she looked like a pipsqueak amongst amongst all these clothes. And I was like, oh, I understand the process here, Marie. Thanks for this. I get it. I see what you're helping me see here. Like just, it felt yucky. It felt a lot of things. It felt not good, but most of all, it felt overwhelming, which is what I heard all these people in the show say as well. It was like super overwhelming to see it all like that. And so I just focused on what I want to feel, which is I want to feel clean. I want to feel crisp. I want to feel organized and I want to feel spacious. And so that was kind of what led me down doing all of the cleanup. So I started to organize it and I just would hold the thing to my heart and I would say, does it spark joy? Yes or no. And I was, I was fast. I wasn't letting myself take time with each item. A good call, <laughs> which for me is huge. Yeah. And so I literally got through it. Like I started on Saturday and I'm almost done with putting everything back and it's Monday. Right. Yeah. And that is kind of a breakthrough for me because I've spent years trying to clean my darn closet out. And I literally have like a sh- little tiny shopping bag. That's going to go to donation at the end. You know, like and I've yeah. spent 12 hours going through my items. Whereas <laughs> I've done this now and I literally have five garbage bags full of clothing that will Mm -hmm. be going. And I have two full shelves in the walk-in closet that have no, nothing on them. Amazing. I'm going to give to Ari to put his clothes. So I, I literally could not stop talking about it last night. Ari was so tired. He came home from work and I just was gushing. (laughs) Seriously. This is like a game changer. This is completely changing my life. Like, do you understand? Do you know how hard this has been? This is plight. This has been a plight of my entire life. Like, holding on to these things. And, you know, one of the quotes that I wrote down to share from Marie Kondo, which really speaks to my experience with it is she said, when you're choosing what to keep, ask your heart, when you're choosing where to store something, ask your house. But when we really delve into the reasons for why we can't let something go, there are only two an attachment to the past or a fear for the future. And, you know, I was telling Jamie before we hopped on here, like some of the things I got rid of are like bridesmaid dresses, right? So like 
I wore a bridesmaid dress to my brother's wedding, which was 14 years ago, 15 years ago <laughs> that I still have. And the, the truth is, is I'm never going to wear that dress again. It's not even that comfortable, but the fact that it's wear it, where would I wear it? Yeah. Yeah. Like to, uh, the police ball maybe, or okay. to a wedding or like, you know, I could come up with 500 reasons where I could possibly wear it. Right. But the okay. reason that I'm keeping it is one, I'm scared. I'm going to forget where I, when I like the memory that I had of wearing it. And two, I'm going to not fit it anymore. Mm-hmm. Both of those things. One of them is in living in the past. And one of them is fearing the future. It's like, well, what if I don't fit it anymore? Well, of course you're not going to fit it anymore. You're a completely different body than you were 15 years ago, whether you fit it too big or fit it too small. It's like, what's the point? It doesn't even matter. But anyways, that's just an example of 101 things. And I had some things of my mom's, which, you know, this is the thing I like about the Marie Kondo method is they're sentimental. Like I have a little baby dress that my mom made that I think I wore as a baby and it was in my closet. It's like, that's not supposed to be in your closet. That's a sentimental item. You need to put that in a, in a different place in your house. Yeah. And so it just, it gave me so much clarity. And the thing I'll end with, that I took away from this whole experience is a quote from, I think it's John Statham, but he says, learning is initiated by the violation of expectations. <laughs> and that's really what I got from this experience was like, I truly did not believe that I would ever get here with my closet. I really yeah. did. I had no confidence that I was ever going to get to a place of respect, like self-respect around my, my clothing and my closet. I know that sounds really small and petty and silly, but like it has been a huge challenge for me, you know, and I live out of a laundry hamper because it stresses me out to put my clothes away and all these just really silly patterns, but it's how you do the one thing is how everything else goes in your life. And I see the, the chaos and disorganization that kind of floods into the rest of my life because my closet is a mess. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I violated my own expectations of myself and I just did this thing and it actually worked and I'm kind of in shock right now. So I really wanted to share that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really proud of you because we have had this conversation more than once. This is a big deal. And I've, I, I went through the same thing. Like I yeah. totally relate to it. One day I just was like, okay, I'm over this shit. And I did it and I probably could do it again. You know, it's like, it is an evolution of, of things, you know, but I find it so funny that you poo-pooed Marie Kondo. She's like, the way she does it. And I should have, now I'm like, why didn't I not tell her? Like I have the book. Like I, you do. Oh my gosh. That's because I wasn't ready. Like 15 years. Like I've had that book since it came out. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like the, the thing that all of a sudden I'm so sick of my own bullshit. And if you start to own that and really look at it, yeah. poof, something yeah. will come along to conspire to help you overcome it. I just believe that so strongly. Oh, I just, I do too. I think I was really ready to hear her method because I've definitely like, people have told me about it before and it's, it was yeah. all, you know, organization is my jam. Like I'm always into that stuff, but I just, I wasn't ready. And then yeah, I ready. Yeah, I was really ready. And I I actually enjoyed the process. Like I was looking forward to coming back after my hike yesterday and finishing it up, you know, which yeah. is so it's weird. That arrives, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. So yeah, that's very cool. Thanks for sharing that story. I think that's going to really land for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me share that. And uh, I'm really excited to hear about your week that you had and and what your takeaways have been.
Yeah. So this week I spent in Muskoka, Ontario. So like cottage country, I uh, never been there before. And I was going with three women that I'm training in yoga therapy certification. So it was a hybrid trip. So it was a, a getaway, just a beautiful invitation from one of the women to come to her cottage. And also for us to just like sink into some yoga therapy work. Um, prior to going out there, I've been doing a ton of work, as you know, around receiving, and I'm really struggling with this. Like I'm really having a hard time, uh, pulling this piece apart. It's really uncomfortable for me. It's, it's big. It's in my face everywhere I turn. It's the, the universe is trying to hand me so much stuff. And I just don't know how to because now I'm aware I can't unring the bell <laughs> around, you know, my, my worth and receiving what people want to bring to me. And so here, I'll give you a quote too from Brené Brown. Until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. And I was like, oh, Brené, like, I know this. Oh, Brené. <laughs> now it's your fault. <laughs> so yeah, it was really fascinating. We, we, I, you know, we just arrived, we went out, we had this beautiful hike at um, Hardy Lake and we were in this most amazing forest for hours. I think we were there for three hours. So we did a beautiful hike and we decided to, to take one of the women out for dinner, our hostess. And um, so we went to this little bistro kind of restaurant and we started talking. We're like, oh, well, we can do our philosophy talk now. And we're, we're working on the last part of living untethered. Mm-hmm. And so I just started the conversation like I always do and like my takeaways from the book. And I started to bang up against all of this stuff that was stuck inside of me around this story. And I was like, Oh God, this is all happening right now. I, it just was happening and I couldn't stop it. It was a force greater than myself. There were tears. I, (laughs) and I just had to stay, I had to stay the whole way. And these these three amazing pillars, these women that I just admire so much and I've learned so much from were just holding, they were just holding down the the posts in their corner. And I said stuff that I didn't know was inside of me around this, this piece of worthiness and staying small in so many aspects of my life. And it really is coming back to this place of the suffering of the world and like not wanting to take too much in And, you know, they just let me have it. They just let me have this huge moment of uncovering this and like working through it in real time, which is what I've been working on. And, you know, I, like I said, it was a force greater than myself. I couldn't stop it. And I was like, oh God, is this inappropriate? Am I taking, you know, all the stories were there. Am I taking up too much time? Am I being too much? You know, you're the teacher, not all these things were there. And it just, it was not possible to stop because their hearts were just wide open for it. And I, I just, in that moment thought, oh God, this is what it is. This is what this work is about. It's like, you actually have to be seen too, not from a teacher perspective, not, you know, we talk about pedestaling a lot, but like, that's one conversation, but then to actually let yourself be that open in, in a circle that, you know, you're, you're leading a training through, it was really, really difficult. It was, yeah, yeah, it was just a force that was bigger than me. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. Nothing in me was going to edit or make it small. And, you know, all their sage wisdom just arrived at the table and compassion and all the love and everything that needed to be there to hold it. 
And when I went to bed, I was, I, I didn't really think much about it. I, I was kind of, kind of wiped clean from it all. And then, you know, it, what it led to was more cracking open. <laughs> the next layer of vulnerability showed up in the group and the sharing of the stories and the relating and all of the things that help us feel connected and, um, and belong. You know, I, it just was a different level. I know this all intellectually, but I didn't, I haven't felt it that viscerally in my body. I don't think in my life where it just was, it was an undeniable thing. I just could not, I didn't get to control it. I really had to just let them hold me mm-hmm. and receive all like care bear stare back at me, like all the love, all the, we see you and just like so steady. And I think this is why I like hanging around older women. Yeah. Cause there's just, there's this knowing, I mean, women who do their work and, and want to be seen the whole way through their life. Yeah. There was something about it that was, I'm like, Oh, I don't have that wisdom yet. You know, I'm not that much younger than them, but it was palpable in that moment of like, you are, you're, you don't have all the life experience. You, you still have kids at home and you know, all their children are gone. And there was just a different level of being held in this collective womb that I was not expecting. I just, and I know their power. I see them all the time, but to experience it on my own processing was, I don't even know. I don't even have the words for it. So it was, I mean, it took me to a different level of gratitude, which is a practice that I'm working on and just knowing I wasn't being judged and that there was, you know, there wasn't anything to do after (laughs) It was just, it was processing down. We went to the grocery store and bought chocolate. It it was pretty amazing. It was unexpected. And, you know, even the thing you shared about expectations is really relevant here. Like when we just get out of the way a little bit and um, keep your heart open. For me, that's a big one. Like I'm learning this practice. Like it just cracks open a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'm always surprised that, you know, the depths of, my soul are in there. And when I crack it open and I let people see that I get to see myself as well. And there's something about it that heals me that I just wasn't expecting. So it was a pretty big week. Wow. Yeah. That's not any small milestone. No, it's not. I love how you said too, like afterwards, we just went and got chocolate and then we just carried on, but you are not the same after Mm -hmm. that experience. Mm -hmm. I think your heart is is different now, Mm -hmm. which means your whole being is different now. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful thing for you, you know, with this receptivity practice. And I know how hard that's been for you Mm -hmm. to move to this new place of truly being seen without making yourself less. Oh, (sighs) wow. I, it is a different feeling to experience. I don't know if I have experienced that in a group setting, you know, it just reaffirmed the, my knowing that this, we need these spaces, like how are women supposed to go through these things without other women witnessing it? Like, how is that? It's not possible. I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. So yeah, just so grateful for the, the, the abundance of wisdom that was sitting in front of me that was just so generously offered to me in, in a way that was integrated, they embody it. So 
it wasn't a, here's what you should do. There was no fixing. There was, but there was just seeing, it just saw me. And yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever had that at that level, honestly, in a group. Wow. What so, a gift. Yeah. Huge gift. I'm still processing it as you can <laughs> tell. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's what's so great about these little shares is that we're in it in real mm-hmm. life, whatever the wisdom is that's coming through. And I think yeah. that's actually really helpful for people to relate to. Agreed. Yay. That's a wrap. We sure hope you've enjoyed this episode. Linz and I are committed to a no edit recording as we want the conversation to be as authentic as possible. We have a big vision of a transparent and fully expressed world and allowing ourselves to be heard uncensored feels integral to that pursuit. In addition, our mission is to wake up, shake up and raise up all authentic voices in cultivating a collective community of rebels on purpose. We are honored to invite you to join the circle and to share your rebel voice in our community. Community is built and sustained through participation. So circle up and engage with us on Instagram at Rebels on Purpose. If you enjoyed the show today, please drop us a review as this helps us widen our circle and lets us know what you'd like to hear. And lastly, from our fiery hearts to yours, we call you to speak up, be curious and call forward the sacred rebel that birthed inside of you. What the world needs is humans who are fully alive, living a life on purpose and honoring all that is sacred. 